relax. Close your eyes. Take a deep breath. Welcome to Pillow Talk Radio, the most delicious place to be. On this podcast, we explore how to create more connection, possibility, romance, and magic in love and in life. I'm your host and relationship specialist, Cora Boyd. Are you with me? Welcome back, Pillow Talkers. I'm recording this week's episode from my vanity. Sometimes I like to sit at the vanity like it's a desk. I just like to, you know, I, I live in a, uh, a very kitschy one-bedroom house with all sorts of nooks and crannies, and sometimes I like to mix up my workstation, but there aren't that many traditional options in terms of spaces, so sometimes I like to work at the vanity. It's fun. <laughs> it's fun. I get to admire my all my oils while I do it. I get to stare deeply into my own eyes as I record like I'm doing right now, so here we are. It's intimate. Guess what? I dyed my hair black. You may have seen that on Instagram. That's kind of an exciting update on my end. And also my new mini trampoline you've heard me being very excited about arrived. So that's what's going on with me. Hope things are going well on your end and there are some fun updates, big and small. In this episode, we're going to talk about the learning edge And this is something that came up recently in one of the coaching calls for the program Turned On that is currently running, one of my programs that's running. And I was reflecting after this came up in the call, I was reflecting on this as a conceptual understanding that's that's so important and so applicable, not only applicable, but relevant and comes up (laughs) emergent. I don't know. Anyway, it comes up in all areas of life. So I just feel that this is a good thing for us to have a conversation about today. And it it really is when we understand it, we can work much better with ourselves and we can also work much better with other people because a lot of arguments happen when one person has reached their capacity around a certain conversation. And there may be, you know, a, a, a boundary, a conversational boundary around like, yo, I've maxed out here. And then the other person might feel pissed, right? But when we don't have language to describe what is happening, when we don't have language or understanding of what is happening for someone else, or even for ourselves, it can create a lot more conflict than there needs to be, right? Because we can still feel frustrated that someone has maxed out and we're like, what? We're not done. It's It's kind of like when someone like orgasms way before you do, and you're just like, um, excuse me, right? And like, (laughs) it's okay to have some personal frustration. And we also get to process that frustration, not from a place of blame. (laughs) Anyway, a primer of, of just the various ways that having different capacities and different endurances in different areas in our lives, it comes up all over the place. So LOL, it comes all over the place. Oh, Okay, let me take a sip of my chamomile tea. 
So the context that this came up in in the, the group coaching call last week for Turned On was some of the men were expressing that some of what we were covering around emotional mastery and processing feelings, they were noticing, ah, oh, I felt like I was kind of like hitting a wall with this. And I'm so glad that they had the awareness to bring that into the conversation. Fucking badass, first of all. And that's very common. It's really common. So this can come up all the time in hetero relationships between men and women, because we need to understand that the way that men and boys have historically been socialized, and a lot of this is shifting, but the way that they have historically been socialized is with a lot of discouragement around feeling a broad range and a full spectrum of feelings. So when a young person is discouraged, or even an older person, doesn't fucking matter what age, especially when we're younger and the experiences that we have form our perceptions of life in, in a huge way. If we're told implicitly and explicitly that it's not okay and it's not safe for us to express and feel a broad range of emotions, what we're going to learn from that is to mute our emotions, right? To kind of like close that channel of feeling. And that is the experience for a lot of men. And I'm just going to kind of speak in hetero cis terms around this. There's obviously a lot more to this conversation and, and gender identity, etc. So what's important to understand with feelings is that we don't selectively numb feelings. We're not like, oh, okay, I don't want to feel sadness, but I want to feel happiness. So I'm going to turn down the volume on the sadness, numb this, and just not feel those feelings, right? Because actually what we're doing when we're numbing or avoiding feelings is we're, we're muting the, the channel, our capacity to feel all of the feelings. It's actually really common for men as they're learning to be in more of the nuance of the emotional experience to feel really fucking exhausted, <laughs> really like emotionally exhausted, right? Because what they're doing is there are obviously many different experiences that people have, but in general terms, growing a capacity to feel and process feelings. So that endurance, the endurance to emotionally process may be growing and building. So what can happen a lot in hetero relationships is that she actually has more emotional endurance because she's been practicing it longer, right? It's a muscle that has more strength. We can think of it in, in the physical terms too, right? Where like, if you're a runner <laughs> and you go on a run with someone who is new to running or maybe has never gone for a long distance run before, you're going to be able to run a lot longer and a lot farther than them. So this is true for emotional endurance as well. And what I want us to understand is that psychologically, there are various facets of our psychology that function like muscles, like discipline, for example, like decision making. We can actually exhaust, you know, fatigue those muscles psychologically. So 
for anyone listening who's in a hetero relationship, I hope this sheds some light of like, oh, these times when he has disengaged, it's not necessarily that he doesn't care. It's that he's reached his max. He's maxed out of how focused he can be in that conversation that takes emotional labor, right? That takes energy. He may get emotionally exhausted faster than she might. And it could go the other way around, right? This is probably more commonly occurring with men growing the emotional capacity, but not necessarily. So this brings me to the next point, which is that we all have different capacities to be with different things (laughs) energetically, right? We have different energetic capacities. And the beautiful thing is that we get to grow our energetic capacity around anything. But when we're learning something new, or it's something that we are growing in, we might reach our capacity And we might reach our capacity sooner than another person because we all have different capacities for different things, like the running example, right? Like the emotional processing example. We have different capacities also with different subject matters. For someone, for example, who has had a lot of emotional charge and overwhelm and confusion around personal finances, they may only have capacity to do 20 minutes of it at a time before they kind of max out, right? They're like, ah, because it's really emotionally charged. Or for example, learning and building and growing awareness around racial injustice, right? We have different capacities for that. And what I'll say it to anyone else listening who's also white is we do have a responsibility to learn and grow awareness around experiences that we haven't had. And you may notice as you're learning and growing your awareness around the reality of everyday life that is a lot of people's daily experiences, you may reach your capacity. And and I've listened to a lot of stuff around just historical trends of white people getting really fired up in, in short charges and then burning out, burning out really quickly. And that obviously feeling like really upsetting and awful to people of color when it's like, hello, can you find a way to not burn out around this subject matter? Because it's really fucking important that you understand this. I want to bring that in too, because I think that's really relevant. I think it's relevant to anyone and especially for white people, right? That there may be an energetic max around learning about racial injustice because it's fucking upsetting, right? It's fucking upsetting. And there's also a lot that can come up, a lot of feelings of shame that can come up around it. So the important thing is to know that like whenever we want to do any kind of sustainable learning, work with your edge, right? Work with your edge. Know that like if we we way overextend ourselves. And this goes for learning about racial injustice, or it could be personal finances, it could be emotional conversation, it could be therapy, like any learning that also has emotional charge around it, we can reach our edge around. So when we know that, and we know that that is what is happening, we can work with that edge and say, okay, cool, I've reached my edge for the day. (laughs) I'm going to come back to this, or I'm going to come back and re-engage with this, right? Whereas when we aren't aware of what's going on energetically and that we, you know, are fatiguing ourselves or way overextending ourselves, whatever 
the subject matter or the thing or the activity might be. We can go way over the edge to the point where we get really strung out and, and develop an aversion to engaging with it at all, which then, you know, is this pattern of like gung-ho burnout. I'm not going to do any of this. And we can create sustainable learning when we recognize that we might have an edge around something and that's okay. And the important thing is to be aware of that and to be able to communicate that with other people and understand what's going on so that you can come back to the things that are important and re-engage and not go into this seasons of plenty pestilence pattern. And this is funny because that's a, a phrase I actually use around online dating a lot too. Because a lot of people burn themselves out around online dating where they'll go like buck wild and like swipeity swipe, swipe, swipe. And then they're like, fuck this. They overextend themselves. And they like, they're like, fuck this. And they get off the apps for like four months and then they get on it like, right. When it comes to engaging with things in a sustainable way, we need to be aware of our edge. So I'll give a few more examples just to bring in a handful of different flavors here. One of the women I'm currently learning from who is just an absolute genius, this woman, she lays shit out and I'm just like, whoa. And I noticed this, I purchased a handful of her programs, so I have access to um, many hours of content from her. And what I noticed is that at first, I could really only listen to like 20 minutes at a time before I was so like mind-bended that I maxed out. <laughs> so I was wondering for a while, it's like, what the fuck is going, what, am, I, am I like being avoidant around this? Like what, what is happening for me around this? Because I'm so interested in what she's saying. And then I'm noticing that I like am behind or, you know, I'm feeling behind rather on listening to this content that I want to be listening to. But really what was happening and what is still happening around this content is that I'm growing my capacity. So at this point, I can listen longer. <laughs> I can listen for longer. And I also honor the fact that, hey, like I'm growing capacity to be to be with this subject matter and to be with this content because it's just like so fucking mind bending. And I've also noticed that because it's so intellectually stimulating, it doesn't work if I listen at night. You know, I could listen at 7 or 8 p.m., but not really past 9 if I want to be going to sleep because my mind gets so active that I'm just like, so there may be something like this as you're listening to this. There may be something like this that you feel that experience with too. And that's okay, right? Just be aware of like, oh, okay, I'm reaching my edge. I'm reaching my edge. My edge gets to grow and expand and I don't need to burn myself out around this. So this is so, so, so important with learning anything new and in relationships with conversation because we learn new things in conversation. Ben has been teaching me about cryptocurrency and Bitcoin <laughs> and I, I kind of like max out we we've had a, a few ruffles and then we've we've clarified it because he'll he'll drop some crazy knowledge and then I'm just like whoa wait 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 what I'm like I need to take it slower he like wants to lay out 10 data points at once um I'm kind of making fun of him because he loves data points anyway he's like trying to lay out 10 consecutive data points and I have heard two and I'm like having a mindgasm I'm like wait wait what so you're telling me that blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, he's like, yes. And then you mine 
the Bitcoin. I'm like, wait, but where do you mine the Bitcoin from? Like, it's so new to me that it takes me longer. I need to be with bits of the information for a longer time and really process them. So (laughs) we have to have some communication around that, right? Where I'm like, hold the phone. I still need a refresher on what the fuck blockchain even is. Excuse me. So know that in conversation, in relationship, whether you're working through something and there's emotional processing that's happening or one of you is sharing something that the other one doesn't know as much about, the other person is going to have a different capacity. It's likely that they will. They might not. So you, you work with that and that's awesome, right? It's not a bad thing to have capacity. What's important is that where something is important to grow capacity around, like your partner being able to get into some deeper emotional conversations with you without you always feeling kind of like abandoned or figuratively like they have orgasmed like way before you were ready, right? Like when we can understand this, we can put language to it where they can actually be like, or we can be like, yo, I'm realizing I'm you know, I'm kind of like hitting a wall with this. I'm hitting a wall with this or I'm maxing out around being able to talk about this. We're setting a conversational boundary where they can hear that a lot better than us just disengaging and them being like, what the fuck? Awareness around this gives us the knowledge to then put language to it and understand what is happening for each other. They might still feel a little frustrated. We might feel a little frustrated. We get to feel frustration without putting frustration on them, right? So another way that we can think of this, this is a term that I use with my coach, is that it does not compute. So if you've ever done this kind of workout where the intention is you want to do reps until the muscle is fatigued, until you reach muscle fatigue, it's a similar thing, right? Where if you're in a coaching session or a therapy session or whatnot, it's actually really dope. It's a really good thing when you reach that point where you hit does not compute, right? So I gave the example in the coaching call last week where sometimes when I've really like done a good <laughs> emotional mental workout in a session and my coach asks me a question and my brain is like, uh, uh, we're like, okay, cool. We reached a does not compute, right? And just like with physical muscles, when that happens, you go rest, the muscle repairs itself. So it's a similar thing energetically and emotionally that can happen. Hopefully this helps you understand yourself better. It will help you learn new things without burning out. It'll help you be with conversations that might be emotionally charged and or triggering right? And hopefully it will help you understand what's going on for another person when something is emotionally charged or triggering for them or bringing things up for them and they need to take their time more than you do. So this understanding of energetic and emotional capacity in in a similar way of physical capacity is awesome. (laughs) It really clears up a lot of stuff and it, it also helps us to learn in a more sustainable way and to have understanding and compassion when we don't understand why someone is disengaging or tapping out. 
And the more that we can help ourselves and others to understand what's happening, not from a condescending or a patronizing way, but know that like things that you have great capacity in, they may not, right? And things that they have great capacity in, you may not. And that's okay. And what matters is our willingness to grow capacity around what really is important and what matters to both ourselves, the world, and anyone we're in relationship with. So... That is today's episode. Oh yeah, y'all, I'm going to be running another live round of Flirt Harder, my flirting school soon. So stay tuned. Keep your eyes peeled on Instagram for details on that as we open up enrollment, etc. I'm really excited. I absolutely love this program. I actually hosted a flirting party. This is one of the elements of the program is that we actually practice flirting. It's essentially like a like an improv game. It's super fun. Anyway, I hosted a flirting party with some of the Flirt Harder alum and some of the girls who are currently in Magnetics Love School the other weekend. And I was just like, I was so impressed. I was so impressed with everyone who had gone through Flirt Harder. I was like, y'all, oh my God, you are spitting absolute game. I My, my work here is done. <laughs> so anyway, Flirt Harder, the art of creating attraction. We'll be enrolling again for another round soon. So keep your eyes, ears peeled on that. And please leave a review of the podcast on Apple Podcasts. That's super helpful. If you want to support the podcast with a contribution, you're very welcome to. You can find the link to that in the description to this episode. If you resonate with this episode, if you had an aha moment, if you <laughs> hit your edge, whatever the case might be, I always love hearing how this is connecting with you. So please repost, tag me on Instagram, and I'll catch you on the next one. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Pillow Talk Radio. I'm Cora Boyd, and make sure to subscribe so we can keep you in the loop. In the interim, you can find me on Instagram at the Cora Boyd, YouTube Cora Boyd, website coraboidcoaching.com. Have an excellent rest of your day, night, morning, evening, whatever it is, wherever you are, and we'll catch you next week.